You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hi, everyone. It's the Queen of NE, and you're listening to Wrestling Reverb right here on Brain Buster Radio, where you can also find me on Queen's Court every Wednesday. Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. J. Will. Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work, repping it all over. It's right on the t-shirt. Been for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Figure I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else. Cause if you're listening to us, then you're improving your health. My name is J. Will. Welcome to the show, yeah. Wrestle, flow, 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 yeah. It is post-WrestleMania week. Kevin and I, I think, are in a little bit of a funk. There's nothing to look forward to, but let's keep moving on. This is Wrestling Reverb. Are you in the funk, Kevin? Are you feeling it too? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always There's always that huge come down after the highs of WrestleMania week, and that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's like drugs almost. You're coming down off this <laughs> high, and now we've got... Where literally now it is completely, this is the first day I haven't watched wrestling in, it seems like, a long time. It feels like I've been watching a lot of wrestling. Not a complaint, however, um, it just feels like a while since I've actually watched wrestling now. But um, listen, last time we chatted, it was straight after WrestleMania. There's obviously been some stuff that's happened since then, which we'll get into. Um, But for today... Everybody listening, um, there isn't too much of a real topic today. We ain't sticking to anything. We've had a lot of topic-based things where we can't just have a chat. Today, Kevin and I are just going to have a nice chat. We have no plan. We'll see where it goes. I hope you all are along for the ride. Um, but Kevin, I do have to ask you one thing, um... Listen, this is my first podcasting week as WrestleMania. This is very much your first podcasting week with WrestleMania. How did you like it? We had a lot of content, but I think we pulled it off pretty well. I think we nailed it, dude. I think that, I mean, not to be, not to brag, but uh, I think we did really well. And this was such a fun experience for me, having so much to do between the blog and the podcast. There was just so much going on. And I loved every second of it. Me too. I thought we um really did we really did a good job not to toot our own horn here. But um, hey, you got to have a bit of confidence in yourself. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, oh yes. And Kevin, I want to say to you, your blogs were fantastic this week. I read each and every one of them. You know, I did. Ah, oh, thank you very much. And I appreciate the fact that I main evented that shit. <laughs> Yes, you did. Josh was the main event of my 10 questions segment. I did seven interviews this week, and Josh came in in the very last slot, Sunday afternoon, WrestleMania day. Josh filled that last little void. He was the main event. That is correct. Um, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm genuinely the main event of everything. Um, <laughs> modest. <laughs> I know. I'm so humble. Like, just, um... Anyway... 
me and Kevin, Kevin and I, however you want to say it, I don't give a shit, but um, Kevin and I have done a lot of our own shows this week, I've been on some other people's shows this week, um, which you'll see in the next few weeks, I've recorded a few different things with a few different people, um, Brain Busters kicking off, we've had, we're now in week two of Brain Buster, um, so first and foremost, for anyone that's listened to any all, some, whatever, however amount of shows you've listened to on Brain Buster, god dang, a big thank you, because, um, I don't know about you, Kevin, but it seems like this thing is, it started off really hot. We have a lot more exposure being on Brain Buster than we even all thought, than I even thought we would, um, but there's just the interaction that I noticed between just putting out a tweet and getting a little bit more interaction from people or just people within the Brainbuster family, but um, I've noticed it has increased, and that is the number one kind of goal, is the interaction with people. It's not, you know, getting more downloads and that, whatever, that is whatever, but the interaction with just more people that uh, like wrestling. Oh, I love it. I love getting to interact with wrestling fans. That's like the name of the game, right? It's what we're here for. It's what we're here to do. And I really just enjoy that I could send out a tweet and get a couple of responses and a couple of likes, a couple of retweets. And I, even if it's just from the Brain Buster family, that's what families do. You know, they, they, they push each other, they boost each other, they help each other out. And I've definitely gotten a lot of love this week from a lot of people about uh, you know everything we've been doing. And I, I, I appreciate all the love and support we've gotten. Uh, it's been truly humbling and overwhelming. And uh, it's just, if you thought, you know, the best is yet to come. If you thought we were great last week, so wait till you listen to this week's episode, and wait till you listen to next week's episode, and so on and so forth. We're just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, that's what we're, we're always just trying to wait. Listen, me and Kevin, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure you know by now if you've listened to us, we're quite competitive people, especially against each other. So we're, for one, trying to outdo one another. I can tell Kevin is. I know I am. And we're always trying to outdo ourselves. So we're just trying to... Listen, at this point, we're, you know, we're just idiots talking about wrestling, to be honest. We're just trying to just talk at this point. Um, but we're just really having a lot of fun. I'm, I know I am um, having just so much fun interacting with people, doing this, talking with all the brain bust of people. It's just a lot of fun, and um, especially WrestleMania week. I mean, it was busy. We had a lot to do, but it was good busy. I liked being that kind of busy. I was up at God knows what times recording some shows and doing other things, and Kevin was the same. Straight after Mania, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and here we are on a podcast. So um, we have to have some level of love for doing this to do these weird times and, you know, watching a lot of wrestling and just sitting and talking about it to make it even longer. Um, so, yeah, it was just fun. WrestleMania was a fun, fun time. A few days removed, Kevin. How are you feeling about WrestleMania? Are you still having the same thoughts about it? Do you, did you still, do you still enjoy it as much as you did? Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch like I do every year just to, you know, maybe take a, a, a step back from it and watch it as you know, watch it for what it was, but I really, really enjoyed it. It was, you know, I had a little bit of something for everybody. It had the, it had a lot of feel good moments, feel really good moments, uh, to be frank. And I can't knock that. I love that sort of stuff. I love 
feel good moments in wrestling, I think that WrestleMania is the spot for him. WrestleMania is supposed to be the, the culmination of so many storylines and so many really great pieces of storytelling. And I love, love, love that we got so many great moments this year with Kofi, with Becky, with Seth, with Finn Balor. Just all across the board, really, really solid WrestleMania. Yeah, I think we're going to look back on this, if I can explain it in just layman's terms. I think this will be the feel-good WrestleMania. We haven't had a feel-good WrestleMania like that just across the board. There was really no, oh, but that person didn't quite get it done. Everybody kind of got their stuff. It was really the culmination of this whole year. And that doesn't often happen in wrestling. They always leave it a little bit open-ended so you have somewhere to go because, like we all know, wrestling has no off-season. So as soon as WrestleMania is done, we're under Raw and we're into the new year of wrestling, if you will. Um, But yeah, everything was just a feel-good moment. There wasn't any moments that weren't. Everyone had... Heels had it. Faces had it. Um, It was a good WrestleMania. I've... Watched a few of the matches um, again. I watched the main event again because I feel like straight after that match, I felt like that finish took away from Becky's moment a little bit. I've kind of changed my mind on that because the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, wait, it, it didn't. I just was a little bit shocked that it happened that way. But it really didn't. And especially watching Raw and SmackDown, I really have no issue with that main event finish whether it was botched or not i i'm in the minority i don't think it was botched by them i think it was more the referee um i really don't think that i think that was the intended finish that's what i'm trying to say i think that was the intended finish and i can't knock it 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 sets it leaves things if anything's left open-ended it leaves ronda open-ended if she does decide that she wants to make a comeback in a couple of years a year who knows six months whatever ronda's plan is um if she does, it it leaves it wide open for her to come right back in and be in a top feud with, with Becky. Um, so, I mean, if anything, it sets up for that. I do think, honestly, that was the intended finish. There was just a little bit of issue with the ref. But, hey, we still got the moment that we got, and Becky still won. We all wanted Becky to win. Um, but, of course, wrestling fans have to find the negative in it. And, hey, there is a lot of room for negative in that moment. But, um... Nonetheless, cool moment. I'm still reeling off a of WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I've watched a few matches over again. That was one of them I've watched a couple times. I've watched the Iconics win probably about 40 times at this point. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> um, and man, that is going to be a moment I look back on in months, years, and still have that same feeling. Man, that was so cool. Um, I've watched a few things over again, but... For the most part, I really, really did enjoy WrestleMania. I can't really think of a mania that's been... Listen, to me, WrestleMania isn't about having, like, match of the year candidates. You don't really get a lot of them at Mania, especially in the in the um, the last few years. It's not really, to me, about that. It's more about the moments. That's what WrestleMania is built on. Um, sure, there was good matches in this WrestleMania, but I don't think there's anything we're going to look back on maybe with the exception of Kofi and Brian, that was literally a great wrestling match. But that's not what WrestleMania is about, at least in my eyes. Um, do you kind of get where I'm, what I'm saying? I agree. WrestleMania is a moment-based 
uh, show. You don't think about the matches. I mean, there are great matches at WrestleMania, but that's not really what people come away thinking about. They come away thinking about moments. And this WrestleMania had probably the most moments of any I could think of in recent years. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't say that you're wrong because it is moments. It's, it's we are not going to think of the Kofi Bryan match. We're going to think of the moment. We're going to think of Kofi winning. We're not going to think of the triple threat match per se. We're going to think of that was the moment of Becky Lynch won. Um, you know the list goes on. Um, but yeah, good WrestleMania, and I think the only thing I can really take out of Raw and SmackDown this week is. Because we had all those feel-good moments, where do we go from here? Because they're really now, it isn't the journey anymore. It is, we've got to the mountaintop with these three, Seth, Kofi, and Becky. But now where? Because we've waited for these moments for so long, you have to capitalize on these things. I think with this shake-up next week um, happening, that's going to open up a lot of things. The beauty of Kofi's title reign is that it's all fresh because Kofi's been in the tag division. So we're literally, literally anyone he kind of goes into a program with is somewhat fresh. So that's good. Um, Becky looks to be going in a program with Lacey Evans. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, here's my thing with Seth winning. Seth has worked with a lot of people. And I don't know how fresh it is for him to work with some of the people he's worked with before. I know the shake-ups next week. Um, but where do you think Seth Rollins goes from here? Because he has worked with a lot of the top stars. Yeah, it is a little tougher for Seth to find a navigatable road leading into maybe SummerSlam. Because uh, I, think, I think at some point it's going to be Seth and Roman if Roman stays on Raw, which you never know. He could go to SmackDown. Huh? But uh, I think at some point we'll see Seth and Roman – but I don't think it's going to be right away. I think that's that's a match for a big show. Yeah. So for the next couple of months or so, who does Seth feud with? That is, that's the question. And yeah, he's worked with, God, he's worked with almost everybody on Raw already, and just in his run last year. Um, maybe McIntyre's the guy. Although, again, we've seen those two where I I, I like the work they do together, but it wouldn't feel fresh to me. Um, other than other than that, though, I, th- I feel like that might be the logical next step for him because McIntyre's got to be hanging around that main event scene. Yeah, well, okay, the shakeups next week. I've been always a proponent proponent of man. WWE really haven't been respecting the brand split as, as of late, and. Going in the next week, we've seen so many people appear on Raw and SmackDown, and no one is exclusive to their brand. I'm really hoping that the shakeup next week changes that, and we're back to seeing people just on SmackDown and just on Raw, with the exception, I guess, of Becky, because she's a dual-branded champ. Um, but, listen, um, if you're going to have a brand split, protect it. Otherwise, can it. And I'm not a one for canning it, because I really love the brand split, but if you're not going to respect it, there's no point in doing it. You may as well just have people appear everywhere. But I just hope that next week um, we get some fresh faces and we just get the brands separated again and we can, again, focus on building talent on each brand instead of having everyone intertwined on one another. Um, 
but we'll see what happens. Um, if you had to pick the kind of one name to kind of maybe one lady, one dude that you you feel is going to switch, who would it be? Who's going to SmackDown? Who's going to Raw? Because it's kind of wide open at this point. There are a couple of names that come to mind. Um, for me, I think we're going to see a swapping of the mid-card titles. I think Joe's going to go to Raw and Finn Balor's going to come to SmackDown. As for the women's division, I'd really love to see Ember Moon come to SmackDown. It's crazy. Like, she was in the Battle Royal, the women's Battle Royal on Sunday, kind of as an afterthought, even though she'd been yeah. returning from injury. No one even know. I don't think anyone actually realized that that lady was injured because they were just – she was just a number. Yeah, they just they, – they played it off like it was not a big deal, although she was back. And then she didn't appear on Raw the next night. So – I'm hoping she switches. I think Ember Moon and Asuka, with the history they have, will be a good feud. Uh, if they ever decide to re-split the title, I don't know what the plan is with the women's titles right now, since they're both on Becky. Um, if they do decide to keep them separate on their own shows, I think that'd be a great women's title feud. Uh, those are my those are my names. There are other ones for sure. And then we're gonna see a bunch of names switch, obviously. But those are two to me that re- those are a couple to me that really stick out as something that needs to be done. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you that Joe and Finn are switching because I think Joe's going to work with Braun and Braun's staying on Raw. I don't see Braun going to SmackDown. Um, I see Roman going to SmackDown. I think with Fox coming up in October, I think Roman is going to SmackDown. I think Seth is going to be kind of the champion, the guy that pioneers Raw, and then Roman's going to move over to SmackDown. Um, Now, the, the, the women's divisions on both brands need... No pun intended, but they need a shake-up badly, especially SmackDown. SmackDown needs some fresh faces. Um, I think Bailey is the one to go to SmackDown. I think Bailey is going to be the one to move over there and kind of um, be a bigger deal on SmackDown than she'll ever be on Raw. And I think that's a good thing because we all know Bailey can go, and some people are fans of Bailey and some people aren't. Um, me and Kevin have think have chatted before. She's not marketed towards us. She's marketed towards a different audience. But we understand Bailey's spot. We know Bailey is a great babyface, um, and she's kind of the ultimate babyface in terms of she can work with a lot of heels and get a lot of heat on them. Um, now I think Lacey is one that's staying on SmackDown because here's my take on what Becky's doing because I don't think they're unifying the titles at all. I think she's going to pull double duty for a little while. But I think Lacey is actually going to be the one to take the SmackDown title off Becky. Because I think Becky's going to be a member of Raw. Um, I do honestly think that. I mean, it could go either way because Fox and stuff like that. We have to keep in our minds that Fox is is going to be a kind of a big role in this superstar shakeup. Because I think WWE are essentially trying to build SmackDown with all their stars going into Fox. But I think Becky goes on Raw to keep that... You have to have something on Raw still. You can't just put all your stars on SmackDown. But I think Lacey's going to be the one to take the the blue title off of uh, off of Becky. And then Becky keeps the, keeps the Raw title. Um, I don't know. Some people are... Actually, I've seen a lot of people actually quite happy that it's Becky and Lacey. Um, I am. I like Lacey Evans. But um, do you think they should have gone in a different route 
with Becky's first major feud after the WrestleMania stuff? Or do you think Lacey is kind of the perfect person for that? No, I think I think this is a good spot for Lacey. We're going to get to see what she could do. It's fresh. It's new. It's something we haven't seen before. Um, I don't know if Lacey's going to take any of the belts off of her. I think it's going to be a good first feud for Becky to defend the belts. Uh, the only thing with that is I am worried, though, if they what happens to Lacey if she doesn't win something in this feud. Uh, I, I feel like she needed to, I feel like she maybe jumped the gun a little bit and they maybe jumped the gun on her, but I like her in this spot because it's new and it's fresh. And I think that Becky and Lacey could have some really good matches together. Lacey can go in the ring. We haven't seen it yet on the main roster, but we've seen it in NXT. She can go. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're definitely right. It's definitely fresh. Um, and Lacey's a heat magnet. A lot of people don't like Lacey Evans. Um, for whatever reason it may be, but a lot of people don't like her, and obviously a lot of people love Becky Lynch. Um, I have a little bit of an, not an, I think it's an issue more with me than with, with the man, but, um, has her momentum soured a little bit? She's, I don't think she's as hot as she once was. I think she's still hot, but I almost think, do you know when wrestlers, uh, they have a big peak and they, they're hot, their momentum. And almost when they're souring, it's almost like it takes a little while for it to wear off. It's almost just like a natural body reaction to go nuts when Becky Lynch is around. Do you think her momentum soured? Do you think she is as hot as she was? Because I'm not saying she isn't hot anymore, but I just don't know if it's as big as it was. No, I do think it's as big as it was. I think that at some point it did dip a little bit. And I think that was not Becky's fault, but that was storytelling's fault. But I think she's right right, right back to where she was now that she's got the titles on her. I think, you know, did you hear the, the ovations for when she comes out on Raw and SmackDown these last couple of nights were huge. Yeah, I, I'm not so, doubting that, no. The ovation when she won the belts at Mania was big. It could have been bigger, but it was big. It was a big ovation. It was a worthy main event moment. I think she's still huge. I think she's still red hot. The people love her. She's moving merch. Uh, nah, I, I think she's still as hot as she ever was. Okay, that's, that's like I said, that's why I kind of asked, but I don't know. And maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's going into a program with Lacey and I'm just, I'm, Probably more pro Lacey than I am Becky, although I don't dislike Becky at all. Becky's great. Um, but I, I think I've been gunning for something really fresh for a long time, and I can't really say you can get much fresher than that program. It's never been done. They've never touched until until Raw. So, I mean, that's good. Um, I know a lot of people are not going to be thrilled that this is the program. I know, I know some people are, and... Obviously, some people aren't. That's wrestling. Um, but nonetheless, it's fresh. Becky is still hot. There's no there's no question about that. She still has a lot of momentum. Um, and we'll see where this kind of program goes. We have five weeks until Money in the Bank. That's the next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. And that's not until the middle of May. So we've got a, we got a little bit of time to get to Money in the Bank once we get to the shake-up. And then we start building to that. Um, Money in the Bank is always great, um, and oh, yeah. I love Money in the Bank. But um, 
it's usually not this early in the year. Usually it's a couple months later, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, hey, it'll still be fun, and we get to that. Now, um, before we go on, we're going to hear from one of our Brain Buster family members. We'll be back in just a second with some more Wrestling Reverb. Hey guys, while Josh is gracing you with his gorgeous Aussie accent, and Kevin is blowing your mind with Grats Talk, just remember to start your week right every Monday by checking out the wise owl of professional wrestling, Omega Luke, right here on Brain Buster Radio. Alrighty, Kevin, um, I mentioned Money in the Bank before. Money in the Bank is always a, uh, it's a big deal. Money in the Bank is always a great show. We're going to have a men and women's Money in the Bank ladder match. If you had to pick someone that, not even that you think is going to win, who do you want to win these Money in the Bank ladder matches this year? Because, I mean, I think last year's Money in the Banks were a little wasted on Bliss and Braun. They didn't really lead to a hell of a lot. Especially with Braun. I mean, he didn't even win. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's true. He, he, he kind of blew it. I, I, I think that, of that Money in the Bank ladder match last year where there were, what, eight guys in it, and I think seven of them had great cause to win the, the briefcase, and they went with Braun, who was the one guy I thought, well, he doesn't need a briefcase. He's Braun Strowman. Yeah. And then Bliss. Bliss has already been, you know, she was a four-time women's champion at that point. She won it again. Uh, I, I think that they could have done a little bit better there, too. This year, um, I think Andrade has to win at mm. least – I really think he has to win. I think it's. I think. I think him or him or Mustafa Ali or Just Ali. I, I think those are two prime candidates to win the men's Money in the Bank. And as for the women's, don't be surprised. Depending on how Lacey Evans comes out of this feud with Becky, if she doesn't, if she doesn't win any belts, I think she'd be a really solid candidate for Money in the Bank. Yeah, I actually thought Lacey before Lacey got into this program. I was like, maybe Lacey's gunning up for Money in the Bank. Um, again, I do think last year's, like I said, and I agree with you, I think they were very wasted on what they could have done with both men and women. Um, men's-wise, Andrade has got to be a front-runner front, front runner to win because they're, oh man, just wasting him. But I also think Alistair Black is probably one that I kind of think that they have big plans for. And I think Black yeah. may be the one to grab the briefcase that's not knowing who's in it we don't know we're just giving our little take on who we think but um the ladies i think this year should be a chance to kind of rejuvenate someone and that's sasha banks i think sasha needs it and i know that sasha's whatever's going on with sasha this week i'm not really sure now i've kind of i used to love banks to the everyone did that 2014 2015 great NXT to moving up to fight Charlotte and stuff like that in 2016. That was a great time for her. I do think she soured a lot. Um, I don't know what it is about Banks. I don't know if there's some kind of... A lot of people, and I don't know the truth to this, but I've read a lot of people from a lot of different talent that have had interviews and stuff that just say, I think Banks' worst enemy is herself. I don't know if she has some kind of an attitude problem backstage. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just shooting in the dark here. But I think Banks needs something like Money in the Bank to really... She needs something to kind of get some fire behind her because 
going into WrestleMania, I think a lot of people's mindset was that Bailey and Banks retain. They retain the titles and they kind of pioneer the tag division, but it doesn't... Well, obviously, that didn't happen, and it almost seems like we're in the sense of they're not going to continue as a tag team. So I don't know, but someone like Banks needs a good kick up the butt to really get herself back into gear because she obviously does have the talent. It's not that she's not talented. She's a very talented lady, Um, but she's a step behind in my eyes and I don't know why. I think right now she's the, she's the farthest fallen of the four horsewomen because obviously a Becky and Charlotte who are red hot. And I think Bailey's going to become, I think Bailey's going to be a huge player. I think you're right in saying that she moves to SmackDown. I think she's going to be a huge player no matter where she goes going forward. I think they have plans for her. I don't think they have plans for Sasha Banks. I don't either. And that you told me that like three years ago, I would have said that's crazy. You know, when yeah. she was feuding with Charlotte for the Raw Women's title, she was on top of the world. Yep. Everyone loved Sasha Banks. She wasn't even on my radar for a Money in the Bank pick, which is how far she's fallen. I know, and, you know, again, this is not saying that I think she'll win. It's just someone I would like to win, but, um, uh, Bailey's the, here's the thing with Bailey. Bailey's the kind of character, because of her character the way it is, she can lose a lot, and it doesn't matter, because you can easily build Bailey back up, because she is that kind of character that loses a lot. Banks, on the other hand, is the kind of character that can't lose a lot, because, She's not a sympathetic babyface. She's a cocky babyface. She's the boss. And that kind of character, if you don't back up what you're saying, you kind of are kind of useless in, in the sense of you don't mean shit. And, again, that's not a knock on her talent. I like Sasha. I think that Sasha is talented. But it is weird that you say, like, three years ago, she was the hottest one out of the four, really. And... I agree with you. I think she's the she's fallen the furthest. She is the bottom of the four at this point. Um, and it's weird, that weird circle, because three years ago, Becky was probably at the bottom of the pack. And Becky's now at the top, if if not Charlotte. But I think Becky's hotter than Charlotte. But um, it is weird. It is a shame, because Banks is talented. But who knows what's going on with her? Who knows? Um... Another thing that's kind of taken me back a little bit this week is um, Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan finally made his debut. Mm, I don't really have too much of an opinion on Lars. I don't feel like I... I don't like him. I don't hate him. I'm so flat and neutral with him. He doesn't really do it for me. He's just a typical big dude. Um, What do you think about Lars Sullivan? Uh, I I liked Lars in NXT. I think he I think he's probably better off making his debut now than he would have been back in January with the rest of the call ups. I think he's in a good spot right now to really become like a like a monster. I think he's gonna be on. I think you can't you could put him on the same show as Braun, but I don't think anyone wants to see like a Lars Sullivan Braun Strowman match. And if you're gonna have him dominate the roster. You want to have him on SmackDown. Um, he could put on good matches. I've seen he's he's done some good work in NXT. I'm, I I like him. I am a fan. Fair, fair, fair. Um, again, I don't really have too much of an opinion on him. He's just neutral. I have no problem. I have no love. 
but I just wanted to get your take on Lars, really. Um, but he made an impact this week. Uh, we mentioned the Superstar Shake-Up. And another person that's going to make their presence felt next week with the Superstar Shake-Up is the return of Paige. Looks like Paige is getting a, a manager role in WWE, which is fantastic because Paige is a great talent. She has a great mind for the business, obviously. So I'm glad they're going to use her. Now, she said that she's going to bring in some kind of uh, women's tag team to, I guess, I guess it's the spot that Bailey and Sasha had in the terms of that is going to be their spot. A lot of people are thinking it's going to be the Sky Pirates, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, and that would make a lot of sense. Um, Paige can be their mouthpiece. Do you think that's the team she's bringing in, or is there someone else that's on the radar that you maybe think that she's bringing in? I've seen a lot of people that think it's going to be Vanessa Bourne oh. and Aaliyah from NXT. <laughs> I really hope not, but I thought that as well. I was like, please no, I don't like those girls. I don't. No, I, I think most. Sen- I think the most sensible option is the Sky Pirates because all they all they need is someone to speak for them. Paige is perfect for that, and I think Paige being on TV is going to be great because she's a really compelling character. She was a great SmackDown GM, and obviously she was great in the ring for her time in the ring. I I think that she brings the Sky Pirates with them, and I think we have a really nice feud between the Pirates and the Iconics for the belts. Yes, um, that worries me dearly. (laughs) Um, Oh, it should. It worries me a lot because I personally would love to see an Iconics reign that lasts a little while. And, I mean, I was going to bring up the Iconics anyway, but um, firstly, I'll say I'll stick with the Sky Pirates for just a second. I'll talk about the Iconics in a minute. But um, do you know what the great thing about having Paige as the mouthpiece is? Is that, okay, Kyrie and Ears, not they're not going to be doing the talking. Very little. They only They don't know... A hell of a lot of English, so this is perfect for them. But the beauty of Paige is that down the line, when these girls become stale as baby faces, Paige can inject the heel turn. It can yes. they can become heels out of this, which I'm just thinking way, way long term. They're not gonna be heel anytime soon, but because of Paige, they have that backbone to be heels because they do no talking. And that's perfect because Paige we've seen can play babyface and she can play heel so well. Um, so that's just way long term, but I just thought about that as well um, when I seen Paige. Nonetheless, I'm so happy that Paige is going to be back on our screens because I love Paige, and I thought it was I thought she was a fantastic general manager, and then she just kind of disappeared off TV, and they didn't seem to have anything for her again, which is a shame because she has a tremendous mind for the business. Um, now on to the Iconics. A lot of people aren't fans of these girls. Um, some people love them, some people hate them. Um, a lot of people don't like them because, oh, it's their comedy acts on titles. Uh, the New Day are the same, so I have, just because they're comedy acts does not mean it's dimin- diminishing the titles at all. In fact, I think it helps the titles because, listen, I think the Iconics are f- tremendous characters. Whether taking away my bias or not, they're great at what they do. Do. And I think it just adds a lot of appeal to the tag team titles because slowly but surely these girls are getting really over. And you can't deny their reaction at Mania and on SmackDown. They got really good reactions and I'm so happy for that, obviously. Um, 
Personally, I'd love to see a nice long title reign from these girls because I think they're great heels. And when you have the right babyface team to take the titles off of them, obviously the Sky Pirates could be that. Um, but I want a nice long build to this. I don't want the Sky Pirates to come up and just win the titles. No matter who it was on the other end, I, I just really don't want to see that. I want to see them build to making these titles mean something. And the Sky Pirates coming in and winning them kind of instantly wouldn't do that. Um, I thought the Iconics were great on SmackDown with those Brooklyn Bells, those, you know, enhancement talent that they beat and their big celebration. And if ever anyone's seen the Iconics, all their backstage segments they've had since they won the titles, they've been really entertaining. They've been really, really good. Um, what do you think about this? Because... Taking away bias aside, don't worry, you won't hurt my feelings. How do you feel about these last few days since the Iconics won and up to SmackDown? Because I don't know if you've seen a lot of their backstage stuff. How do you feel about the overall kind of win of the Iconics doing this? Look, I love the Iconics. I think they're terrific characters. I think, And I think they're underrated in-ring workers. They're not the best, but I think that their in-ring talent is very undervalued, especially Peyton Royce's. Yeah. Uh, I think that they should go on a nice long run with the belts, like you said, uh, to establish those belts. You can't just play hot potato with them. Yeah. I, I, I'm typically someone who doesn't mind the belts switching hands back and forth. But with new championships like these, you definitely need someone to set up a credible reign, a long reign. Because then when someone comes along and beats them, it means that much more. I also don't think it'll be the Sky Pirates right away. I think the Iconics are going to reign for a little while. And heels are better with championships anyway because it's all about the chase for the yep. babyface teams. Yep. It's all about getting there. Once you get there, it's you know it's a little it's a little weaker the story. Once you once you have the babyface champion, it's a little bit weaker storytelling because inevitably a heel is going to come along and take the belt. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Iconics have been fantastic. I've noticed a lot of people. And I'm not just saying this, a lot of people have jumped on that bandwagon since they won the title on at WrestleMania. So I have noticed that the iconic fandom has really come out because they finally won. They're a tag team though, they are a really good team. There isn't a lot of depth in the women's tag team division, and they are a brilliant tag team, man or woman. And again, you said... Their in-ring work is a little undervalued. It's a little underappreciated. They can get it done in the ring, especially Peyton. Peyton is great in the ring. Um, Billy's a little step behind Peyton in terms of in-ring work, but I think Billy's character work is tremendous. She plays that annoying Australian girl very well. Um, they're just they're funny girls. They know how to have a laugh and. Do you see in the future, if they were to have, say if they were having a really long reign, do you think their work could turn them face? I think they're going to get enough momentum behind them to where they could turn face, yes. Do you think they could stick to the same characters they are as faces, a la like the New Day? Yeah, I think they could just, I think they, all they have to do really is obviously cut out the, the, the cheating. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> obviously yeah. you can't do that and maybe and maybe turn down the screeching a little bit yeah but they could very they could very easily be the same characters and still be faced because people are responding to them now yep people are on their side yep 
and I couldn't be... You could probably imagine me right now, and you can't see me, but I am smiling ear to ear, you saying that, because I've seen these girls for a long time. I know what they can do. I know how great they can be. And I'm finally glad that they're getting an opportunity to show that. And now the ball's in their court. If they were to slip up, it's on them now. It's not It's not like they're not getting an opportunity. They're getting a lot of mic time. They're getting a lot of character time. They're getting a lot of in-ring time. They got to win at WrestleMania. It doesn't really get any bigger than that. You can't really get any bigger than winning at WrestleMania, especially winning your first titles at WrestleMania. Um, now the ball's in their court. They slip up, it's on them. It's not on anyone else. And they're... They're getting the opportunity, which is all I wanted. Um, I don't know if anyone really realizes this, but they made history at WrestleMania. They're the first Australian, um, the first Australian winners, I think, in general at WrestleMania. I don't think any Australians have ever won at WrestleMania. Could be wrong, but um, they're fir- certainly the first people to win titles at WrestleMania. Um, pretty dang cool, especially because Buddy dropped the title early, earlier in the night. Um, but we made up for it. Um, these girls were all over the news the last couple of days in Australia. They're everywhere. I just keep seeing interviews with them and it was literally on the, you know, national primetime news, which is crazy. WWE doesn't obviously get on news. Um, so it is quite a big deal over here. I don't know if people in the States realize how big of a deal it is for us. It really is. I didn't Yeah. Well first to say that is crazy they made national news that's awesome i seen them that's really awesome monday night because wrestlemania airs here on monday um monday night i was just i think i was just cooking dinner and i turned on the news as i normally do like six o'clock and one of the latest stories was aussie girls shock wrestlemania with a win and i was like what i turned around and (laughs) i was like what is going on here what's going on on the news and there they were getting interviewed by uh, Nine News, that's one of our news stations, getting interviewed by him, and um, they're on our news. It was a, a big deal, and it was just like, wow, I didn't realize that this was going to make news, but here we are. Um, crazy to think, and I didn't think WWE made national news, especially in Australia. But yeah, it is a really big deal, and I remember saying to you on our predictions episode, the Iconics will get a win because it's a big deal globally, and... I kind of didn't think about this until now. I actually said that, and it is a really big deal. So I'm happy for them. Um, And obviously, I'm going to be terribly sad when they lose those championships, because it's inevitable. Everyone loses titles. Um, But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when we uh, go in. Um, But yeah, what are you kind of going forward in the women's tag team division and, and more? Um, there isn't a lot of depth. The Sky Pirates maybe ones to come up, but what's what else is really in the tag team division, women's wise? There isn't much, especially on SmackDown. Like maybe Carmella and Naomi are still like that ra- that ragtag tag team, but they're gonna have to do some call ups and they're gonna have to bring in some more talent. Mm. I agree. <clears throat> isn't a lot of depth not really much to talk about in that sense because there just isn't a lot there yeah, it's just not going on um before we go on we'll hear from another one of our brain buster family members and when we come back kevin i think it's time you take on australia <laughs> <laughs> 
But it'll be back. Don't worry. I'm giving you some time. We'll be back in just a second. Hi, everyone. It's the Queen of NE. Well, hello there. Didn't mean to interrupt, but... Whether you're a Sheila or a Cobber, you know you're listening to Wrestling Reverb. This is a public service announcement from Mags from the Badlands podcast on Brainbuster Radio. Alrighty, Kev. Are you ready? It's time. Yes. For some Kevin versus Australia. Australia, mate. Good day. I'm ready. Good day, Cobber. Alrighty, Kevin. You know, you've we haven't had this in it. It feels like a little while since we've had it. It's probably only been like a few days, really. But it feels like a little while since we've been here for Kevin versus Australia. How are you feeling going into this? Have you done up your Australian knowledge? No. No, I have not. <laughs> I appreciate so the this, this. So this should go swimmingly. All right, Kev. We've had we've had Tim Tams. We've had Tim Tam slams. We've had um, shoeys. Listen. It's time. Do you know what Milo is? Milo. Well, I know I know some people name their kids Milo. <laughs> oh god. Uh, is it a snack? You're not way off, but I wouldn't call it a snack. No. Damn. <laughs> um, do you have? Do you want to venture another guess? No, <laughs> I want to know what it is. Okay, Milo is a chocolate drink. It's like it's similar to hot chocolate, but it's more like malt. Um, it's so a Tim Tam slam. When I said you bite off the ends and you use your Tim Tam as a straw, well, the, usually the uh, drink of choice in Australia is one Milo. Milo is it's like. You can have it hot, like a coffee. You can have it cold with some milk. Um, you can have it on your ice cream and sprinkle it over. It's like a chocolate kind of... It's similar to hot chocolate, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> if you get what I mean. It's very yummy. It's another thing that you should have um, in your Australian kind of starter pack. Milo should be in there. You get it in a big tin and, yeah, you drink it. So, I guess, to a sense, it's kind of right. You can have it as a snack, I guess. Um, but it's more a drink. So yeah, so I wasn't too far off. No. Uh, I'll be, I'm proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I, take I that. I'll take that. Milo's real good though. If I, anyone that's listening and wants to try some Milo, I recommend it. It's a good time, but, um, very Australian thing. Um, it's cricket, cricket is big over here, obviously, as people know. Um, and it's like the cricket is drink of choice. Uh, Sponsor-wise, um, cricket's all over that. Usually on the tin of Milo, tin of Milo, mate, and uh, yeah, you have it as a drink. It's I like it hot. I'm not one of those people that like it cold. But people usually pour a glass of milk and then you get a couple spoonfuls of Milo and you put it on top. Um, but I like it warm, like a coffee, like a hot chocolate. And I usually bite off the ends of my Tim Tam and have a Tim Tam slam. It's a Milo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is Milo. I, I'll give you that one, Kevin, because that that was wow. a, that was a pretty good that was a pretty good guess because a lot of people don't know what Milo is. Um, but Kev, like you, you're two and two now, I believe. I believe it's two and two. That's two more wins than I ever thought I'd get. 
Because uh, next time on, I'll give you a little a little one up here. The next lot of questions are going to be some entertainment related questions that I think you have no fucking clue what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll give you that one. Now you need to go and try some Milo because that's a great time. It sounds really good. It does sound good. It's good. I mean, if you like like chocolate malt kind of, you know, obviously, do you have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like that. Do you guys have like Nesquik? Is that another Australian yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yes. like it's similar to Nesquik, but more malty, I guess. Okay. And you can only get one kind of Milo, I think. If you, I mean, I'm pretty certain. Oh man, if anyone from Australia is listening to this and I just stuff that up, I'm sorry, but I think you can only get one kind of Milo. At least in my world. (laughs) But yes, okay, you did well. Congratulations. Round of applause to Kevin. Um, He did well in that one. Everyone uh, send their love to Kev. He's doing... He's he's on the comeback. They don't call it a comeback for nothing. (laughs) I'm trying my best, man. Australia is a weird place. I'm just trying to conquer it it one... It is. one, uh, One reference at a time. But, um, yeah, get ready for some entertainment-related stuff. And funny thing about it is that I've learned that a lot of uh, people in the UK know what I'm talking about, and I didn't think they did. So um, it's just the States. <laughs> the States don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> we know everything. The problem is is that I was thinking the other day, I'm like, maybe Kevin should get some American-related questions for me. But the problem is America's everywhere over here. We see a lot of your stuff over here. So, um... Who knows? Maybe I won't. Maybe we should start doing some Josh versus America. Oh, you know what? That might not be the bad idea. Mm. See, um, we'll see what I know, but I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, you'll definitely know more than I know. Um, but uh, maybe uh, next time on Wrestling Reaver, maybe you should get some uh, American-related stuff ready for me, and I'll uh, see what I can do. I'll pop in a little intro, and we'll see how we go. All right. Alrighty, um, moving on. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry, I'm ready. You know how competitive I am. Um, I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, now, really, like we said, we're not really having too much of a topic here. We're just kind of having a little bit of chit-chat about some wrestling. Um, let's, let's kind of end things out here. Um, obviously, Kofi had his big win, and the, like you said, uh, in regards to the women's tag team titles, it's the same with anything. The chase is better than the actual once they've got it. Once they've got it, it's kind of, okay, we've seen the journey and that was the peak. With Kofi, do you see this lasting a long time? Frankly, no. Um, I, I don't think it's going to last that long. I don't know who it's going to be that takes the belt off him, but I, I just think it's going to be maybe a month or two. Me too. Um, and I'm not surprised. I'm not angry by it at all. Um, I definitely think this was more about that mania moment. But, um, like I said earlier in the show, with Kofi, with his title reign, at least it opens up a lot of freshness. Because Kofi's not one that's been in that main event spot ever. So, it is nice for some fresh roles. If you had to venture a guess of anyone, whether it's Raw or SmackDown with the shake-up, um, who's taken the title off of Kofi? Hmm. I could see it being... 
I can honestly see it being Randy Orton. I was just about to say that. I'm glad you said that. It's a little that. call back to the old school feud. Uh, we would get a lot of heat on Orton, obviously. Not, not that he really needs help getting any heat on himself. No. I, I could, I'm the same. I, I could see it being Orton. I don't really see a lot of other kind of options there in the sense of who's going to take it off. Um, because Kofi working with a new star isn't really that beneficial because Kofi hasn't proven himself too many times other than the last month. Um, so he needs to work with an established heel. Um, again, Randy's probably the most viable option. But then we don't know what happens with Randy Orton. Randy could easily move to Raw. It could be a True. thing. Um, but nonetheless, I'm glad that we got that moment. But I honestly don't want to see a really long run with Kofi. I'm not one that thinks it's really necessary to go for months and months and months. Um, it could happen. I'm not saying it can't happen, but um, are you glad that they didn't go in the direction of splitting up the New Day? Yes. I actually just wrote something about this today, a, a column for the chair shot that will be out on probably Friday. That's literally, I literally called it, don't split up the New Day. Um, I, I think they're too good together to really work apart. Yeah. I think that they're perfect together. Their chemistry is off the charts. You can tell how much fun they're having when they're working with one another. I don't think you need to split that up. I think you can keep them keep them together. Or at the very least, you could have them split but make it sort of amicable and not have them. I, I don't want to see a Kofi Big E feud. I don't want to see a Kofi Xavier feud. I want to see them together. Yeah. Me too. I think the New Day is one that they should never split up. They never really have had any tension. They've never really had any, like, teasers of breaking up. And that literally never happens in wrestling. That does not happen. And I'm glad that this is the one they're keeping. They're sticking together. Because I think if they were going to do it, WrestleMania would have been the time to do it. Or the last couple of days. Um, And I'm glad they're not venturing into that. Because I know how against that the New Day are. And I know how against that a lot of people are. I, I'm not personally one that wants to see that ever. If they were to, quote-unquote, break up, let's just hope they just decide to go their separate ways. They don't need to have a match. They don't need to have a few. They don't need to have one turn on one another. Um, they're better together than they are separate. So um, let's just hope it stays like that. Um, but that will kind of do us for this week. Again, not really... Oh, um, oh, 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 oh. Hold on, Josh. Oh, I did take to Twitter earlier. Oh. Just, uh, you know, I, I knew we didn't have too much of a plan for this episode, so I, I thought I'd solicit the Twitterverse to see if they had any questions for us. Ooh. I got one. Ooh. I feel like this is geared at you. We can both take a stab at it, but this is from our good friend JPQ of the No Particular Angle podcast. You can catch them every Wednesday right here on Brain Bust Radio. Oh, no. So here's the question. Here's the question JPQ asks. The Iconics Iconics become a four-person stable. Who do you add and why? Current main roster only. (laughs) You can't add anyone to the Iconics. Then no one is iconic. Oh my god, this triggers me because we're having a nice little, uh, me and old JPQ, we're having a nice little Twitter back and forth about the fact that someone mentioned that maybe Carmella should go with the Iconics, and that pissed me off. I I know it did, I just, I I don't hate that idea. 
<laughs> oh no, Kev. No. <sighs> you can't add anyone to the Iconics. You cannot do it. I cannot answer that question because no one is a viable option. For one, you can't add anyone that's not Australian to the Iconics. That's what adds to the magic of the Iconics is the fact that they're ha- they have annoying accents. That is one thing. Um, for two, no one is iconic. Duh. Um, three, they just you just can't do that. It's not a thing. Oh, I man. think all those reasons are the same reason. No, they're not. They're... Oh my god, I'm so triggered. I'm triggered through the roof right now. You cannot add anyone to the Iconics, and if they did, I'd be pissed. Unless it's Emma. Emma, Tennille Dashwood. There you go. Add her in the Iconics. Okay. So, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, a stab at this one myself. Um, you might just you might just want to tune this out because you're gonna you're gonna hate it. <laughs> uh, I, I would add Carmella to the Iconics. I think she fits the I think she fits the mold. And Tyler Breeze. What? <laughs> Tyler Breeze. Look at it. He's already got like this. He's got like his. He, he can revert back to the, uh, you know, his old gimmick, Prince Pretty. And he fits right in. Mm, I don't know, Kev. I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you're Kevin. And I understand you. And I get you. But No. Well, no, I'm, I, said, I said I would just take a stab at it. I knew I, I knew that would be a thing. Mm. So mm. that's my that's my answer though. That's my answer, John. If you're listening, that's my answer. I was a good sport answering the question. Mm, I mean, okay, good for you. Good for you, Kevin. Good for you. Clearly, you are not iconic. So it. I mean, the opinion, I guess, is just doesn't even matter, does it? Does it? It doesn't. No. Oh, John, JPQ, you know how to piss me off, don't you, with that damn Iconics crap. Damn it! Urgh! Mission accomplished. I am... We have been going back and forth for a little while on Twitter over this, me and JPQ, and he's like, let's get a microphone and let's do this. I am down. JPQ, I know you're listening to this. I know you are. You name a time and I'm there. And I will give you 101 reasons why the Iconics should stay just them two. And they shouldn't add Carmella to it. No. Oh, my. So I guess I'm on JPQ's side for this one. I don't know. You can be on JPQ's side. I have the whole of Australia on my side. Okay? That's true. That's a big, that's a big, uh, big group of people. Yeah, we made the news. The Iconics made the news. You know who didn't? Carmella. She should have. She won the Women's Battle Royal. Oh, woo! She won the women's battle royal. Good on her. How well did that do for Naomi? Not very well. <laughs> and listen, this isn't a shit on Carmella time. I don't mind Carmella. She's just not iconic. Not iconic. Or should I say, she's not iconic. I did the pose, and you know I did. I'm not surprised. I absolutely know you did the pose. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, way to make Josh rant on, uh, Wrestling Reverb, just try to add people to the Iconics, and I will shoot you down. I will shoot you down. 
I will find you. It's like taken. I will find <sighs> you. And what did he say? I didn't even know that line. He says, I will find you and I will kill you. That's right. So, Anyone, I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> that's a bit extreme. <laughs> well, you That's know, not very iconic of you. Uh, well, how would you know, Kevin? You're going to add Tyler Breeze to the Iconics. He's not iconic. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's very iconic. He's iconic to me. Okay, to round this out, I round, to round this out, to make Josh angry, nah, it's okay. Um, I will listen to anyone's opinion, but in this case, y- you're just not going to get me. You're not going to change my mind. JPQ, what have you done to me? What are you doing to me? I'm happy all the time. Um, on that note, I guess we'll see you next time on our... Wrestling Reverb, I apologize for any, to anybody if you're not getting too much Wrestling Reverb content in the next few weeks. It's Easter time. I'm very, very busy with work, and I'm just trying to find times that I can actually record. So I do apologize if you're only getting one episode a week for the next few weeks. It's just a busy time of year for someone that works in a dumb supermarket like I do. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, I'm not really... Easter is... I used to be better as a kid. Easter was so much better as a kid when you found the Easter eggs and you went on Easter egg hunts. But whatever. Yeah. It's just one of those holidays, I guess. Christmas is still okay, but um, everything's better when you're a kid, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything is better when you're a kid. Growing up sucks. Oh, it does. I hate being an so adult. So any kids listening out there, stay young forever. Yeah, don't ever wish that you were older because it's a damn trap. I used to always wish that I was an adult, and now that I am one, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's much better being a child. Don't worry about anything. You can enjoy Christmas and Easter. And that is really what an, what an outro to go out on. What a depressing <laughs> yeah, outro right? to go out on. <laughs> don't become an adult. If you listen to any of our dumb humor or dumb crap, don't become an adult. Listen to us. We're pleading with you. Um, But yeah, that'll do it for this week's Wrestling Reverb. I invite everyone to go and check out everyone on Brain Buster Radio. We are our second week in. We have nothing to prove anymore, Kevin. We have nothing to prove. We can just... Now we're just... Yeah, now we're just making money. We're just... uh, We're just out there grinding. Not really making money. We don't make money. (laughs) We don't we're making, need your we're making, money. We're making metaphorical money. Yeah. You know, we're we are just we're out here making grinding. It rain right now, like I'm making it rain right now, metaphorically, of course. I'm making it hail right now. Oh, damn. I'm throwing, I'm throwing quarters and nickels around. <laughs> damn. Alrighty, we will catch you next time on Wrestling Reverb. Peace out. We know.